0: You're listening to the Burst Ball Podcast. Burst Ball, talking up the Scottish game. Hello, you are listening to the Burst Boss Scottish Football Podcast with me, your host, Hamish Carton. Storm Desmond may have ruined the Scottish fixture card on Saturday, however, a select number of games did make the kick-off and um, we'll be talking about that and a lot more on today's podcast. Um, Lewis Kemp, Johnny Clark, who's become a bit of a regular now, uh, along with Callum Fisher and Connor Park on the line. Um, how are you doing, guys? I know you're you're not very well, you especially, Callum.
1: No, I'm, I'm feeling the effects of... Of the poor weather Recently um, Very choked up Much like yourself mm.
0: Yes weird. well The news on me Is positive It looks like I'm going to pull through um, Doctor's hoping to get me Off the life support machine In time for Friday's podcast So uh, we'll go from there Connor Park's on the line as well From very Bonnie Falkirk How are you doing Connor? I'm fine thanks
2: for that.
0: How, how are you How are you doing though? Are you, are you well? I'm well I'm, I'm a
2: wee bit of, of, Off But apart from that I'm fine and sick you know
0: and no game for you at the weekend Do you want to just quickly tell us the, the story From the Falkirk Stadium Your artificial pitch failing you again Well I know it wasn't the pitch that got called off But you put a very cocky tweet out About 10am saying the game would definitely be on mm. No well that's, 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 Yeah I didn't um, But um, We were all set
2: to go Everything was, was fine um, Pitch of course was in perfect condition Um and then about uh, maybe half past ten they became apparently a bit of the, the top structure of the roof was flapping about um, so basically I had no choice but to postpone the game on, on safety grounds. and um, I mean disappointing because obviously the game the, being the off and, and the end of the game being off, we kind of fancied ourselves maybe to crawl to back some points there albeit I mean, would have played a game more but there's uh, just no way once you can see about that kind of roof slapping about if that had come down and hit somebody then we would have a casualty. Um, so there's no way we could have, have played the game safely. Um, and right, with the storm then they go again on the 29th of December. It's just been confirmed over now. So the um, middle of Christmas so that should be, uh, be, be, hopefully not affect the attendance too much.
0: Yeah, 29th of December, a half-seven kick-off for that one. Uh, he's talking about structural damage there. Does anyone else have a club at the moment whose stadium had a bit of structural damage in the last week or so?
1: Well, obviously, <laughs> looking at me here. But I think that was just, um, it wasn't anything too severe. It was actually, it was quite close to where I was sitting. Like I could see sort of, like, I'm in the top tier of the, of the, of the Sandy Jordan stand. Um, and there was actually a guy kind of came through like a wee hole in the roof. But like and then and like used, I don't know what it was, but he used some sort of um, device or something to hold it in place. The entire second half, which it t- device like probably isn't the word I'd use. Though. No, it was like a bit of affairs. It was like a stick or
0: something. A stick. Right. Something. Where did they put all the fans that moved out their seats? Because I thought Ibrox was full every week.
1: Eh, uh, broom on front, mate. So plenty there. of seats there. Let's not get into that.
0: <laughs> nah, to be fair, it was a it was a Tuesday night game against Dunbarton. Um, so, guys, uh, where do you want to start for the weekend's action then, Lewis? It's your uh, choice, mate. have got a wealth of games we do, to discuss. Yeah. You've got about four, I think.
3: <laughs> uh, Kelly United, maybe. It was mm. quite, I think it was probably... Uh, take b- take, take it away, then. Um, yeah, I thought Kelly started actually quite well. Um, they were in pretty much control for the, the majority of the match. And then, obviously oh, say, the, the red card happened, the penalty happened, and they never really ever recovered after that. Um just talking about the first goal, defensively, I thought United were a shambles. Um, you know, Mixum, kind of made a point sports scene, you know, that it was a good cross, but um, I don't know, I still think the amount the of space that this was given uh, and it was quite easy for them to sort, sort the ball home. I thought it was just for United, it was quite disappointing from their point of view. Uh, but no, for United, it's a, kind of same old story, you know, they're gifting goals away early and, you know, failing to take their chances kind of late on. Both uh, Mackay and Spittle missed a few absolute uh, sitters kind of late on, so. I don't know, I think for United it's going to need a good run of games and I don't really know where it's coming from at the moment. You know, they're just not playing. They're not playing, you know, they're not playing badly, I don't think. It's not picking up any points.
0: The fascinating stat came out on Saturday before the game, Johnny, um, and I think it's one you'd kind of alluded to on Friday's podcast about Billy Mackay, I think it's mm-hmm. it was 99 days on Saturday since a player other than Billy Mackay who we know was Sean Dillon scored a, a league goal for, or a goal for Dundee United um, that will now be up at about 103 or something like that if I do my days correctly, I mean that's a massive worry that's stating the obvious to say that it's a massive worry for Mixer mm-hmm. Patelainen
4: Well yeah, it's a, it's a shocking start but luckily for them they have Mackay scoring goals, otherwise I don't know well not like he's collecting many points but they, they'd they be so far so far behind without Mackay's goals um, and it, you can't see where the goals are coming from apart from Mackay really, I mean they ranking at a shot just wide um, United did play okay actually at the weekend and did create a few chances but I think they'll see that as a huge missed opportunity and on Friday we all said, apart from Lewis actually, yeah. we all said United would win comfortably Um and I thought thought United would beat Hamilton as well. So I was looking at maybe six points out of six there for United, and they'd be back in the uh, in the race for well, back close to Partick at least. But they're still very far adrift. With that game in hand now as well, puts the pressure on them.
0: Yeah, it was a just a, a disappointing result in the end. I mean, we all, as Johnny says, we all did look at that game beforehand on Saturday, and I think apart from you, Lewis, we all felt that Dundee United would get the win. There was just something about it, but uh, it must must be a massive uh, missed opportunity corner when you look at Dundee United, the fact um, that they were they were up against ten men. Most of all, um, big missed opportunity.
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, I think again, it seems to to be that. We're just not taking chances at the right times and I suppose that's what, what the commanders bringing in finance like Pongo and that to try and avoid but when they started the weekend, they to return the team got through Kilmarnock and the massive disappointment because a chance that they were back together albeit it uh, a very clear game more qualities the but if um, they could have got those three points it would certainly cut the gap and, and it's a big opportunity.
0: Yeah, Dundee United obviously still rooted to the bottom of the table, just one win in the last ten matches. What was the the consensus on Pongal? Has anyone heard anything? I've not actually seen the game in its entirety.
4: It was his free kick that led to the first goal. It was parried, and then Billy McKay I think played it across, and uh, they won the penalty from that. But apart from that, I've not. not I, really seen I, I don't
3: see him as a goal scorer. I think we kind of made this point yeah. a couple of weeks back. I think he'd be more better suited to kind of creating uh, the mm-hmm. the goals and actually
4: scoring them. No, on Guy Mel as well. We've not heard anything about Guy Mel since he joined. Did he play? I don't think he he did.
0: I think the difference between him and Pongol... Pongol's been playing football. Um, I can't remember exactly where he's been playing. Is it in America or something like that he was playing previously? Um, But now when you look at him uh, and you look at Guy Mel, more to the point he's not played many games over the last couple of years. So you wonder if someone like that is ready... There's no doubt in his, his talent, but if he's ready for the the kind of the big relegation scrap, um, how do we view that result? Then I mean, the, the result keeps Comana eight points clear of Dundee United. We're all saying that Dundee United are going to turn it around at some point. They're now hmm. six points. Well, sorry, they were seven before, but they're now six points behind Motherwell. Motherwell obviously have that game in hand, uh, which was was called off at the weekend. Um, against Partick Thistle as well, so I mean, it's a real, real crisis zone uh, for Dundee United.
1: I think so, I, I made the point I think last Monday, you know, it's getting to the stage now where I'm starting to wonder if they will turn it around at all, you know, um, I, it, it's difficult I think to look at the bottom of the table and really judge it right now just because obviously the Motherwell game against Partick was called off and... If uh, you know, it depends on how that game goes. If Mother will win, then Kelly drop down to second, and all of a sudden you're seeing, you oh, know, Kelly are on the slide. You know, Dundee United are maybe improving a wee bit. You know, they could maybe close the gap. Um, or or if Partick had won, then you know, you you're maybe looking at them pulling away. And there's really three teams in that. So I think it's a bit difficult to judge just because of that factor. But but certainly, you know, it's gonna have to. It's gonna have to come in for Dundee United. It really is And, Um, you know. I, as I said before but Kilmarnock they're prone, they're prone to these results games where you maybe go in and you think they can get something here which obviously they did or maybe they could go on and win um, you know they don't and then obviously they get results like they did against Celtic so it's, it, it is unpredictable down there um, but you know I, I just I'm not really sure what to make of Dundee United under Patalainen quite yet
0: yeah, um Chris Boy's ninety fifth goals closing in the on the century for Kilmarnock, that gave them the lead. Um, Lewis will obviously be <laughs> really disappointed against a team like Dundee United going bottom of the league, um, that they didn't hold on for the win. Is this a game yeah. that both teams really needed to win in a draw suits neither?
3: Uh yeah, I would agree with you saying a draw suits neither. I, I think United maybe will be more disappointed considering they're further down the table than Kilmarnock. Um in terms of what you're saying about Boyd. I mean, um, you know, this is the first game he's actually started in a wee while because he's always. So, I was actually talking to Kelly Cal, uh on Saturday about this, and he made the point that you know Boyd isn't an impact player. You know, he's not good coming off the bench. He's a lot better uh, having a run of games and you know and starting right from the off. Um, and I thought he actually, I thought you know can actually him this way and having I think McGuinness is on the wing as well. And he was very impressive for Kamarnock. but you know, from their point of view, I mean, the game did as crumbled after the, the red card. I think if that had not happened, I think actually Kelly would probably have went on to win it, maybe quite comfortably. I think.
0: Yeah, Mikol Stromnik, the the key man for Dundee United, I think, where there was those saves keeping him in the yeah. match. What were the the thoughts on the the penalty award? Did we think? I mean, there was a lot of discussion listening to the radio on Saturday that. Um, it was perhaps harsh and finley, but then again, the law is the law in terms of the last man, or as Ross would say, goal-scoring opportunities.
1: What did you, you make of that? Um, on first viewing, when I saw it earlier, I, I, I couldn't really tell. Well, I could tell, obviously, but you know, I wasn't hundred percent sure. Um, but then seeing the replay, for me, he's got that bang one. I think the the guy who's the player sliding in there um, is is probably going to put it in the back of the net. So you know. For me, uh, as a penalty, the referees probably got it right there.
3: I think he's actually quite harsh on him. Um, there was a moment in the,
1: later on in the match
3: where I thought he had a better ca- United had a better case for a penalty, but for me, he goes down quite easily. And I know you're saying, you know, uh, kind of last man and stuff like that, but um, you know, I don't know. I think it's very harsh to give him a red card for that, even though it is as the rules of the game. If the
1: if the referee surely thinks that that's going to be a goal, then he's got no. Well, I mean, well, 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 from no. my
3: point of view if he st- if, uh, I don't know who it was as well <laughs> uh, but if, if he stays up on his feet and he doesn't you know doesn't go down then I don't see how that's a fill I, th- I think the fact that he's actually went down that he's kind of forced a referee to make a decision
0: it was uh, McGowan that he yeah, filled right, McGowan yeah. was running at the back post um, Connor I mean I know you're a guy who often sticks up for referees not um, what were your thoughts on that issue? I think it's not one of these contentious ones you know
2: can go either way Um I mean, you listen to, you get to Lewis and Callum there and they've both been kind of split for me, probably unsurprisingly it's not a penalty but um, you know I think uh, you, you talk about me as in being probably quite harsh enough for these I think it's just a, sometimes I feel few the criticism levels aren't, aren't the same and you know, when big decisions happen in, in big games you know, we need to be getting these 100% spot on and that's mainly where my kind of proper
0: life. Yeah, there, there seemed to be a, a similar incident uh, in the second half. I think it's Connolly um, seemed to tug back his man uh, while well in and go. I mean, Was consistency a bit of a, a worry there? Johnny, should should he possibly have gone as well, if Finlay did as well for the same thing?
4: I'm not too sure about this one because, well they highlighted it on sports scene, um, there was a wee tug of the jersey, but again the referee I think has totally had his sights blocked, he couldn't yeah. see the the decision at all but I think I don't think is it Ryan Dow that was an on goal there I don't think he has the ball under control like he would have wanted to and but does we- McGowan
0: have the ball under control when he's fouled
4: mm. I don't know, if yeah, I, know,
0: I, know he, I know he does score um,
4: do you think he scores I don't know
0: or if he, make, well, if he makes it he scores does I he make it
4: I wouldn't want to call the McGowan one I really would not want to make that decision and even with technology it's almost impossible to, to see so I, I would give the referee the, the benefit of the doubt on that one Uh You've got to feel bad for the lad getting sent off though, especially mm. in the first half so early on. Um, but I, like you were saying earlier, I think we were talking about um, the draw suiting neither, but I think Kelly will be far the happier with that result. Uh, Dundee United are absolutely desperate for a win and the gap remains the same for Kelly. Mm.
0: Gary Locke, clearly quite pleased. He, he hailed his players, uh, terrific effort. He called them the 10 men. He also said that the game, he felt that like the game shouldn't have gone ahead. Uh, obviously, in a, in a weekend that will come on to so many games called off, do we think that was the right decision to play the game? Personally, I, I don't really know where his his argument was coming from, really.
3: I mean, the pitch is artificial, so. I assume it, it I assume it was the wind, from, maybe. Um, yeah. I don't know. know how I don't know. bad
4: the West Coast weather can be, so I can see where he's coming from. Yeah. I mean, we are all down here, and we know it's particularly
3: bad uh, yeah. in this area. But I still wouldn't call it off of the pitch. I mean, it's
4: artificial pitch, so the
3: pitch should be. Okay. No, I
4: I did say at the Air one game the week before that that game should that have was, been called was, off. Yeah, that was. pretty bad. So if it was similar, I can see where he's coming from. Where you're playing a crossfield ball, um, and it's going, it's flying straight off the pitch, and you're taking a goal kick, and the it's flying back towards you. Mm. You take a goal kick, and it's going out for a corner to the opposition. It's getting you know a bit ridiculous whether you got an artificial pitch or not.
0: Yeah, well possibly that game was, was perhaps ruined by the conditions. A game I don't think we can say was ruined was up in Dingwall where a terrific match played out between probably the two surprise teams of the season well, maybe, St. Johnson. maybe that's harsh in St Johnson probably the two um, most overachieving teams then in the league in terms of Ross County and St Johnson and um, St Johnson won that game Lewis I think you called that, my right in saying so uh, Yeah I did,
3: I, did yeah. I, I, think, I think I actually said I'm not sure what scoreline I said, but uh, it doesn't matter. Um, the
0: hero who'd have thought it, Dave Mackay.
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, for me, I don't know. I, I think the the, the county defence should be doing better there. I, I, Michael Stewart made the point. In sports seen that the the wall and uh, it was all completely wrong. I mean, it, it went straight over the last man, which was uh, Jackson Irvin, and uh, you know it kind of bent right into the post. There was nobody on the line. You know, I think county should be we were quite disappointed with that. But, you know, in saying that, I thought, you know, I mean, both teams had chances right at the end to win it. Um, I thought, credit to County, they came back, because in the first half, I thought, you know, Saints were just going to love them. But, uh, no, I mean, it's, it's, you know, this is, what, seven seven away wins in the bounce now for St Johnson. I mean, it's just been a
2: fantastic run of form they're on.
0: Yeah, they're a wonderful team, aren't they, Connor? They certainly
2: are. Um, and I think, you know, to, to get a win up there, um, probably the conditions haven't been great. It shows great kind of fight and energy and desire and and to me just a pit mind is why or shows sorry why they are where they are um, and they deserve to be in that position um, there's no being feet to up there and win but uh, you know to do it when you know games can often turn when you get to like the 2-2 and, and it's tight and it's edgy and, but they, they kept fighting and, and, and they got that 3-2 one after um, what I can imagine being 2-0 up under a lot a lot of pressure and they go back to 2-2 so um, all credit to them, they deserve a lot, a lot for that And uh, to me, you know, as a team, that's what, so that
0: kind of result shows they, they play as a team and they win as a team And they've got a good thing going there just like. Yeah, I posted on the, the Twitter page the other day That um, St Johnson have scored more goals now in 17 matches than they did last season We've had this discussion before, Callum, what do you think it boils down to? Exactly, I mean... Can't be a coincidence, surely? They've also, they've, I mean, they've conceded more goals this season. It's clear to say, but uh, what, what would you say? Why are they scoring so many more goals this year? Um, it's a tough one.
1: I think so. I mean, it's difficult to put a finger on it. I think there's not been like
0: big player changes there or anything. No, has I think.
1: There? Do you know what? I think consistency's probably got a lot to do with it because, and I said this before when we were talking about when they when they came to Ibrox and, and beat us. You know, that's a good team that's been together for a while now. Okay, certain players have maybe left and things like that, but for the part, obviously, Tommy Wright's been there for a couple of years now. It's the same sort of core squad, if you like, that's been there a while. It's a, it's a squad that, you know, basically won the won the Scottish Cup, you know, a couple of years back, albeit, you know, maybe Stevie May or whoever's not there. But I think consistency's got a lot to do with how good they're doing. Um, and I think... I say this a lot, outside of, of Celtic right now, the Scottish Premiership's very unpredictable and I think if you can be a consistent side then you're bound to do well and I think St Johnston are, are showing that at the moment. And it
0: always helps Johnny when you get goals like that first one when been charges the keeper down it comes off his back and goes in.
4: But then again um, you're looking at Ross County's goal which yeah. comes off Murray Davidson's forehead and he's got absolutely no idea so I think there's a freak goal each there but that i like you said, the first goal it shows a lot of a lot of desire. There was absolutely no need for him to close the close the keeper down there. ninety nine times out of ten, he's uh, ninety nine times out of ten, sorry, <laughs> ninety nine times out of a hundred, he's wandering back empty-handed. But that's just the risk that the risk that he needed to take, and it paid off.
0: They've won now, unbelievably. St John's seven out of the last nine matches, lose one defeat in that lot, and it was actually a surprise one that went home to Partick Thistle. Um, and even you look at the other one it was against Kelly so these are like surprise defeats they've had I mean they can clearly apart from those two defeats the consistency they've shown against teams in and around them the likes of Dundee of Inverness of Ross County and Hamilton they're winning those games
3: yeah I mean for me it's you know it's the squad I mean they had a few players out guess Simon, Simon Lappin Anderson um, Cummins was out you know there was a few players out um, you know Darnell Fisher started at right back he's not usually first choice you know but you know they, they dealt with it fine. You know um, there is something about this team. You know there is some players there that you know that've been there for a long time and know what they're doing. And you know going back to what you're kind of previously saying about where the goals coming from. I think you know the season before, obviously. Um, you know Stevie May left and he left a huge gap up front for them. Yeah. But I think they've kind of. Guys like McLean, you know, Lauer and Witherspoon, these guys are scoring goals for them. You know, they're getting goals for them and it's something that wasn't really happening the season before. But I think it's up to them kind of finding their form kind of thing. This is why... We've seen these we've seen St Johnson be successful to have.
0: Yeah, don't worry, St Johnson fans will return to you later on because 'cause we're having a wee discussion about in the the light of these um these stuff said on, on BBC about an amalgam possible amalgam amalgamation even, uh, about a decade ago between the Dundee teams we're having a wee discussion later on about what teams would get in a Tayside eleven and other elevens like the Glasgow and Edinburgh. We'll do that later on. Um for now in terms of Ross County, uh, is this just maybe them levelling off a wee bit? Connor, I mean they've had a, a good start to the season Yet they're still Sixth in the league um, One point ahead Of Dundee Who will come on to In a minute We're not really Rating too highly And in teams like Inverness And Partick Thistle And Kilmarnock Who were tipping Not very well this year Let's be totally honest Those three Are are only four behind them Is this maybe Them just levelling off A wee bit Yeah I think so um, I mean a great start As you
2: said And I'll For uh, doing that But <coughs> likes of you find a lot of teams uh, that do kind of come back to me after a bit of a bump um, don't get me wrong we're still not a great division. I'm sure the offer kind of fan this at the start of the season they would taking it and bit your hand off for it but um, you know to finish it so this is where they end up they'll be quite happy with that um, and realistically for a team of their size you know can they do much better probably not you know so um, to be clear, the allegation, and probably a, a gap when they kind of pack in behind. I'm sure Tim Macdonald would
0: more than happy with that. Five defeats in the last six games, though. Um, that's since they beat Aberdeen three 0 on the 16th of October. We're not scared for Ross County at all, are we, Johnny? I mean, they are six, as we say. They are only six points ahead of Motherwell, who have a game in hand on them. But we don't really feel there's any danger of them being down there, do we?
4: No, no danger at all. I don't think. I think they'll be top half. I think. Well. They'll be looking at top half, they'll be fighting for top half and with Dundee as you say in a bit of a lull of form and they've only won one out of their last nine Dundee so there we go, That's a similar sort of run that Dundee and Ross County are on and uh, I think that's a run that a lot of teams will encounter over the season Um, but no, Ross County won't be in trouble I don't think.
0: Yeah, it probably just goes to show how tight the league is. We moved to the the final game played, only three games of course this weekend in the Premiership and it was the early one at Dens Park, Dundee 0 Aberdeen <laughs> 2. This one on paper loose look, looked like an absolute cracker, didn't really pan out that way.
3: No, I mean, I think I, I think we all kind of more or less predicted a draw on this one, but... Yeah. Um, yeah, Aberdeen completely steamrolled them to be honest. I mean
0: game was done within half an hour. Yep, mm-hmm. yep.
3: I mean defensively I thought Dundee were a shambles, especially for the the first couple of goals. I think you can can blame uh Bain for, for that a wee bit as well. But you know, this is this is no wins in five, one and one win and nine from for Dundee. This has been a terrific oh, like, horrendous result, uh, run runner kind of form they've been on recently. Um and you know it's it's quite worrying from from their point of view, I think.
0: You look at the, the goal scorers, um, Niall McGinn, I mean he's, uh, I think he's going to be going to the Euros with Northern Ireland, but you look at the likes of Adam Rooney and uh, Johnny Hayes, are those players that could possibly be going with the Republic?
4: Well if Adam Rooney keeps up this form I don't see see why not, um, obviously the Republic of Ireland have got plenty of options up front, they've got Jonathan Walters, they've got Robbie Keane who are are scoring at, you would say, a, a higher level, well certainly <laughs> Jonathan Walters, Um Oh, Robbie Keane maybe not mm.
0: I think you're always going to put Robbie Keane ahead of Adam Rooney though, I think you? you
4: are probably yes <laughs> but um, no, but if if Adam Rooney continues to score goals I mean this mm. isn't the first season he's he's not just sort he scores, of Scores goals wherever he goes. I mean exactly, Inverness yeah.
0: Birmingham Carlisle was he at as well I'm completely making that up and uh, Aberdeen as well but I mean Johnny Hayes maybe is more of a a good shout I mean he's again you don't really see him breaking into that Aber- uh, Ireland team probably because he's playing at Aberdeen but I mean he is for the last year and a half, two years um, I think Johnny Hayes has just been one of the, the best players in the league and consistently he's, he's at his best
1: well, Talking about obviously players that scored there Niall McGinn's probably going to, yeah, you would think, be in I think uh, so, yeah for, the, for Northern Ireland, obviously um, But it just goes to show that if you know we're having this debate you know that players uh, like, like Renee and Hayes are, are, are in with a shout um, and the island squad, given the quality that they have, you know, shows that that teams do have <laughs> do have a lot of quality in that league. Yeah,
0: three wins out of four for Aberdeen. Corners are a wee sign of a revival there. I think so. Um, you know, <laughs> they made
2: the start of was with emphatic, um, and you can't do that away from. But let's a team doesn't turn bad, you know, and have that for the rest of the season overnight. I think they've. Actually, maybe just now we're starting to see them come out in the back of that um, And it doesn't surprise me really Because I, we all expect Aladdin to be second or the very worst third um, And they're just going to now, I think, in my opinion Start showing their dominance again um, I'm going to have to leave you at the moment for about 5-10 minutes or so um, But I'll, I'll be back on just shortly
0: Yeah, that's cool, Connor. Um Tell you what, just... Take the rest of the podcast off. It's your boss. I'll let you do that because uh, I know you're a busy guy. I know those Falkirk development games need updated on the website. Folk waiting for uh, to find out who Falkirk got in the under sixteen's cup or something like that. Um, yeah, just uh, we'll we'll speak to you later on. Um, thanks anyway, Connor. Um, so we'll move on to to Dundee. Dundee are uh, pretty hopeless, aren't they?
3: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> uh, in, in terms of Saturday, I thought... No, nah, just in general. In general? Okay. Yeah, well, pretty yeah, hopeless. As I said, like 1-1-9, one, one um, no, it's, no, no. it's not good enough. I mean, I thought they lacked a lot of wins on Saturday, horrendous defender for the goals, but the main thing for me is on a missing Kevin Thompson in the middle of the field.
0: <sighs> Who would have said that a couple of years I know, ago?
3: I know, I know, I know you were thinking that, right. but there's just... There's,
0: there's for Rangers? Mean, no, well, that was about 10 years ago, a couple of really years ago really. when, he's, <laughs> when he's injured... Part of the the Hibs team, I think for a while, and he's he's not even getting a game. Um, and to say he's now <coughs> uh, an integral part of uh, a team that's as a mid-table Scottish Deep. membership team. I mean,
3: I, the key thing for the game, but it was that they were out in the midfield. And I don't know. I, I just don't. Does that happen if if he's in there? You know, I I don't know. Like for me, I mean, it was very narrow. There was very little width from from Dundee I felt, and I thought Aberdeen just overpowered them
0: I think you look at the players I've got in the middle there uh, it's the, the likes of Nicky Lowe and uh, Nick Ross as well yeah. I mean they're players that can be quite bypassed if Very things aren't way, going their I way same can go for Harkins I mean Harkins is a player who can turn it on when you're two or three up it's been said about him all the time you wonder when they go stuff tough and again when you need to grind in when you've got you're up against the likes of Flood, McLean, Shinney in the middle there Um and in the pace of Johnny Hage, you wonder if a player like Harkins can hack it. Uh, I thought yeah, that's maybe a good I, point I, you make.
3: I, I kind of made the point, actually, just um, in, the, in the last podcast about... Uh, I thought they would actually... Aberdeen would miss Ryan Jack if he wasn't played, but I thought McLean uh, filled an adequate role in, in the, in the uh, midfield.
0: Is he a contender Which for Player of the Year so far, McLean?
3: Yeah, I think so, yeah. I think he's, he's consistently been Aberdeen's mm-hmm. best player.
0: I know it's a point Ross has made in the past that at one point, St Mirren I mean a year ago St Mirren had McLean and McGinn in their team I mean how is a team like that down the bottom of the league with those two players Cause for Tommy me, Craig well that's possibly the reason yeah but I mean when you look at those two players for <laughs> me those two are as good as they've been in Scottish football this year in terms of the way they're playing I don't know what your thoughts but on that well, are. I don't
3: know but they're not struggling for goals last year as well that was one of the things so I is mean Stephen Thompson up there struggling. struggling for
4: home form as well mm.
3: Yeah, I mean, there's lots of different aspects as to why a team doesn't do well. I think you know, just basing on, on they've got two fantastic players. You know, they should be doing all. Well. They should be doing better than they than they than they are. You know, I, should I, have been challenging Celtic aspects. with that. Kind of exactly. <laughs> I know. I know. But uh, no, I mean, for me, I think he's definitely up there for player of the year. I think he's been is best player, mm. so I don't see why not.
0: He's been absolutely terrific. I mean, some of the goals he scored, but he's done it from the start of the season as well, which probably goes in his favour. I mean, you look back at the Rijeka game, uh, he scores. Yeah. In Croatia. Uh he's just been he's been a terrific player all I think, season. I,
3: I think a key thing as well is that he wasn't like it wasn't like he was put straight into the squad, he was actually kinda of, he, he was given time to bed in, he was given a game here and there last year and then, you know, he's he's from this year he's, he's just he's had a few games and he's staked his claim and he's he's, he's not been out of the team since, you know.
0: Yeah. So how, how are we viewing Aberdeen now? I mean you look at their team it's, uh they're getting back Back to full strength player like Logan, Um, maybe not quite as level he was of last season but he looks like he's got the, the head screwed back on again, I think he was want away for a wee while there, it's obviously easier to get away or want away from a team that isn't winning games at the moment but do we expect them to make second place their own or do we think Hearts will still provide
4: stern opposition? I think Aberdeen finished in second uh i I wouldn't get too caught up in any talk of a title challenge. they seem nah, to be I'm, I'm not gonna make that mistake this time they <laughs> seem to be talking about it almost every week on sports scene um, I just I don't think Aberdeen are really focusing on the title challenge at all either, but um on Saturday, I think the game went exactly how they'd have they'd have wanted it to, and they showed their strength and depth as well with now McGinn got injured and they brought Peter oh, Paula yeah, off, but he he tormented hmm. Dundee's defense as well just as and a key player like McGinn going off, you'd have thought they would have maybe struggled second half, but not at all. Not at all. And as you say, Kenny McLean, Johnny Hayes, Adam Rooney, and you've got Goodwillie sitting on the bench as well.
1: Mm.
4: And there's a I terrific, terrific. I think we we'll won't we'll we'll go
0: anywhere with the, the Goodwillie chat at the moment because I know your, your mate, uh, that <laughs> was fantastic. My, my mate chat.
4: Alan spotted him in a. In a nightclub in Glasgow, with a uh, no, the well, way he
1: worded it was much better than spotted.
4: <laughs> we won't, we won't go into that. No, let's right? do it, Johnny. Let's go right, for it. Okay, he was spotted <laughs> grinding some coins in in a Glasgow nightclub. Good a shady old, Glasgow nightclub.
0: Good old David. Um, carry on, Lewis.
4: Uh, yeah, I think I
3: was <laughs> going to talk about uh, Peter Paulot. I think um, he's. I, I don't know about about him this year. I thought he's been. He's not been as good as as he was last year. But I think utilizing him as a kind of <laughs> impact player is probably the best way to utilise him. I mean, he can kind of stretch opposition and you know, as Dundee were quite narrow yesterday, I thought it was quite easy for him. He came very close actually, hit the bar at one point. He did hit the bar, yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's he's a player that that really thrives on a team that's counter attacking. and he's just so pacey. I mean, the game the game he's probably most renowned for was the one at Celtic Park in the Cup a couple of years ago when he, he scores the the winning goal and he just he run I think it was um Johansson, ragged, Johansson and Brown ragged that day and uh, it was just I mean I, I watched this game and I was just like, Who is this player? I mean he's come he's a player that I've heard a bit about, but he's just he's a hell of a player. He's not quite gone for Panthers for not quite going to plan for him since then, but uh, he seems to be back into his way at the moment. Yeah, um, I mean
3: he, he's a sort of player that um, a couple of years back, you never expect him to have the success he's had at Aberdeen. I mean, he was give, he was putting it on own He was at St Johnston, you know. He had a reputation as yeah. a, as a diver, you know, and, and quite a bad one at that as well. He kind of play acting as well uh, all at the time. But you know, he's he's definitely came on onto a game, and especially last year, I thought he was one of the standouts in the team. And they can be a really key player for them.
0: Now, Johnny, you gave sports, you know, you mentioned there, let's go for it. Let's what What's on the, the sports scene hit list this week? What what were the, we not liking? The, the highlights. The fact, fact that it was half maybe. an hour long. I mean, did we just ditch all coverage of our game when there's a couple of games called off? I, I thought the more pressing
3: thing was the fact that they actually had highlights from that hour again uh, for the first time. In,
4: what, Aye. It was kind of like, all right, there's know, not much going on this week. Uh, so we'll show chip, you, let's you
0: know, let's go nice. to the old Indo drill. And, and <laughs> Dumbarton
4: scored a corner, which was quite special. Maybe that's the reason Then, yeah. No, I, th- I think... Um,
1: did they still yeah. manage to fit in a Corrie McLaughlin? I thank, think. thank God
4: d- d- did
3: I think she's actually not been on for she's a few weeks She's not been on yeah. a
4: few weeks. I'm really surprised
0: or? they didn't have her just
3: swimming about somewhere. <laughs> <else>. <laughs> like, just I think look, the main thing I'm I thought about sports scene was uh, Scott McDonald, who I thought his analysis was a bit um, suspect.
1: No, Scott suspect, McDonald, yeah. the guy that said... Um, that the reason Celtic don't do well in Europe is because they don't use miter balls <laughs> that's yeah, an outrageous that got comment <laughs> he should just have been fired from everything to do with Scottish football after that I mean he's, he's been a good player
0: pundit I'm not so sure yeah. um, but no I should have just had Connie McLaughlin going about talking to some a whale or something uh, <laughs> some, some fish that supports St Johnson's all yeah. its life um, surprises <laughs> didn't do that so what, I've not actually seen sports I've just seen the highlights What was the general gist of it? Who was in the studio? Who uh, was it was Michael Stewart
3: and Scott McDonald? Michael Stewart's alright uh, yeah, I Michael, like Michael Stewart Yeah, At least he does his research
0: uh, Well you'd think that'd be a, a given but I mean there's a lot of talk obviously about Gary Neville at the moment he's, he's gone away to Valencia obviously I mean I would be surprised he's had this job at England as well but I'd be surprised if a lot of the Valencia job wasn't based on him yeah. with the expertise of the game coming across well you'd think do you think there's a, a way that pundits can can this be a sign of things to come? Will pundits be seen as possible managers in the future? I mean, I know they are. Um, maybe if they've had a history of playing for the club, but just being a pundit can that be enough to get your job, junk you in the future?
3: I think the key thing is, it's you're still getting your names out there, kind of thing. Because obviously, when you when you retire, you you can just completely disappear. And look at yeah. guy like Paul McStay. I mean, when's the last time I <laughs> heard about him? You know what I mean? I mean, there's there is guys that just dis- disappear, but I mean. Um, usually they use it as to get their name out there and yeah I think that is the ultimate aim is to get you know a job in football somewhere not not, not always but
1: you know what, so what we're saying is you know Benitez is on a shiggly peg at Real Madrid Michael he should Stewart. watch his back because Michael Stewart's going to come in and um, yes take his. Start, to be man. fair I think a lot of, some of what uh, Neville getting the job had to do with Valencia um, is the fact obviously his brother was there and uh, Peter Lim is one of the owners or owner of Valencia Sofort. is, is Part owner, so but mm-hmm. I, I do believe as well that I'm um, Gary Nell, because of how good a pundit he is, and you know even on um, when I've heard him not talk uh, sort of well like on other podcasts and stuff like that. The way he talks about the game, you can tell he has a, a very good understanding and working in England as well. has obviously stood him in a uh, good stead. I mean that's a conversation we've already had, but I mean there must be people like that out there for the
0: Scottish game. Do we just not get them? Uh, We don't have any television
3: programmes that are willing to... Exactly. Analyze in depth. Exactly.
0: So Co- really Conor made this point to me yesterday. The FA Cup had a highlights program on, I think, about six o'clock yeah, yesterday. Yeah, we had it on yeah, actually. Yeah. Why, can, why can we not have something like that on? Like six o'clock, perfect time folk are sitting down for the dinner on Sunday. Wanting the Scottish football fix. I've always said stick a game on at six p.m. on a Sunday. I don't care about all this thing. Don't put like a hostile game. Obviously, when folk can drink, put like a attractive <laughs> game like this weekend. Do the Dundee Aberdeen game that was until I do that Sunday at six. Start a programme at four, run through all the Saturdays games, then have a live game and reaction after it. Just do that. It's
3: interesting you say that because back in the day and kinda of the, the late nineties, early kinda two of thousands, eh, Scottish football was on at six o'clock. Yeah. I mean we all remember the I think it was the it wasn't mean, there's lots of Celtic and Rangers games but getting yeah, played at like that obviously I was, one, the, it was the, always the you'd have, you know, Super Sunday and then after it you'd have your Scottish game after it. But they kinda of got rid of that after, you know, the old form, really. So I I, I don't see any reason why not, I think it's, I'd rather kind of maybe see it on the Saturday maybe, but I still think it's it's an attractive time, so, you know, why not?
0: The old firm ruin in Scottish football, who'd have thought it? Uh, It's an interesting point to bring up on that, is that the BBC and Sky, the two TV rights holders for the Scottish Cup, have announced their forthcoming games for the next round of the Cup, they have announced that they will show Hearts against Aberdeen, I think on Saturday at half five kick-off, that should be commended, surely? Yeah,
3: I mean, um, I think it'll, it'll do good viewership, I think, and um, I mean, it's, a, it's, a, it's an attractive game as well, it's one of the, the, the best games we have on offer, really, in terms of a football point mm-hmm. of view, and in terms of the fact, you know, it'll be a packed stadium, it'll be a great atmosphere there, it'll be a terrific cup tie, and something to be quite proud of as well.
0: That's the BBC, actually, I think, because Sky, right. Sky, Sky are showing an old fun double-header on like, Sunday, Celtic away. Yeah. waiting and Rangers at home to Cowdenbeath or Arbroath
3: because it works out as Sky have the first pick and then BBC gets the second and then Sky gets the third. So that's kind of how they kind of work it out. Um,
0: but w- what are the thoughts on um, those cho- choosing those games? I mean, they're not the most attractive game. Both old firm teams winning comfortably, surely.
1: I think <sighs> they always try and get both teams on the telly anyway. So I mean, I think could have played anyone. Really any games would, would, would be on the telly I don't think it's anything new and I don't think it's anything surprising really.
3: I mean Celtic and Rangers always do higher viewers so, than the rest of the mm. team, so as as one of these things, you know. I think those people saying, you know, my Cove Rangers should have been on, but you know, at the end of the day it's not gonna do anywhere near as big a viewership as you know, something like even Celtic playing it. I think st still I think is a kinda big game.
0: I think that's a story away from home. Um, and but, I think Sky Sky love the whole yeah cup thing yeah. about going to the Strenard Baker on the Saturday morning seeing the fancy cakes that he's prepared. <laughs> but I mean it's just it's really just cowden beef or are both. I don't really understand. I just don't see the glamour in that at all. I, I can see in the same regard the fact that they're going to Ibrooks, but I mean it'll be it'll be like a relatively low crowd at Ibrooks and probably I mean it won't be helped by the fact that it is a on telly people will just say, Oh it doesn't matter, I won't bother with that. I just think I think uh, for both old-firm games, uh, you'd have been better going with the likes of, I think, Airdrie against Dundee United. Was that the draw? Yeah, it I was, quite a good one. maybe they
3: didn't go for that because they, they drew each other a couple of years back, not, not too long ago, so maybe that's why they didn't put that on. I mean, the only one for me was maybe Cove-Motherwell, but again, I don't
0: know. at dundee I can hear Connor yeah. even though he's not there. I can hear him shouting at the, the but, telly. But oh, I, I mean, it, it, it's
3: like... They'll do a higher viewership, so it's uh, although we probably it probably won't be a great game at Ibrox, or we'll, we'll
4: see what happens with Sonar. But yeah, it doesn't always really surprise you, does it? You know, it's the simple fact of that old firm have got more supporters around the around the UK than any other team. But I would say that I've seen a few people say um, the Rangers game would have been more interesting if it was at Gayfields, for example, yeah. if our yeah. win, it would have been more, like you said, about the glamour of the cup. But at, at Ibrox, it's maybe. I mean, it's great, great for our bro fans. Ago, tell
1: you. There's no, there's no clamour. And I think our yeah. brove
4: have been at Celtic Park as well. Yeah, and
3: we so have as well. Yeah, I w- wish it was a game live on. I think it was a, a Scottish Super Sunday or whatever, uh, and it was Arbroath Celtic and there was Rangers played before. I think I'm
1: not sure who they played, but I think it was um, an away game as well, maybe. And uh, oh. you were away to Queen of the South or something. And we were at Arbroath cause, Is that it? right, okay cause That was. I remember it vividly because Salim Kerker scored his first ever Rangers goal that day.
0: I think it was, oh I want to say Wraith, it was,
1: um, somebody like Queen of the South, or I, Wraith. It, I remember or it actually, it was, it was Wraith, it was Wraith, I think you're right,
0: So it 4-0 yeah. Rangers that day? 3-0 I think, 3 yeah. Because I, I remember it because Rangers thumped them Celtic were a way to have a feeling it was Wraith, anyway, anyway if you know the answer, tweet us in, who was on that famous Super Sunday, Scottish Super Sunday when Rangers travelled to Gayfield and Celtic also had a, a low legate was it Peter Head?
4: That might have been it. Yeah. it peter head Peterhead? Been all over the country here. Trying to find the <laughs> I answer. think it
0: was up at Balmour. That might be it for all three <laughs> suggestions. So, Yeah. Anyway, we're talking nicely about the Cup, so let's continue. Don't worry, Allo and the Martin fans waiting in tender hooks here about your team. We'll all be back later on. Um, we've just stumbled across some Cup action, so we're going to go and chat about that. Uh, and where else to start, but at good old K Park on Saturday, to do it once, <sighs> to, to draw with staying away from home was... Some could see maybe a bit of luck, Johnny, but to win again
4: and beat them at the home game is a sign of a good team. and it is the sign of a good team. I think they 've made K Park a very difficult place to go with the uh, Astro turf, and it's a, it's a poor sign for Stenhouse Muir and um, i've watched the highlights their number eight, I think will be getting a rollicking from the manager after that it 's a reckless way to get sent off two yellow yeah, cards. It was, a, it was
0: a bad challenge
4: two yellow cards to exactly the same way as well, but I think it's a credit to uh, East Colbride, and I couldn't see it coming. Having watched the game against Mechanics at K-Park, I didn't think they were a good enough side to go to Steny, and I didn't think they would take them back to K-Park. I still thought Steny would win, but I've been mm. proven wrong twice by them.
0: I actually did think they'd win, and I'm, I'm not going to be... I'm not going right. You about had that. them
4: on your coupon, so I'll believe you. Yeah, I mean,
0: they're... East Kilbride are a good side and uh, as I say I keep going back to saw them against Clyde early on in the season it was a pre-season game but they, they more than matched uh, Barry Ferguson's side like and got a one all draw and you see them in games I mean I don't think there's a massive difference between the Lowland League and the League 2 and League 1 even I mean it's very easy to make the point that um, a team at like East Kilbride have only been around for 4 years they right wingers a painter, decorator or whatever but I mean you look at the <laughs> other teams in the league If it likes the Spartans I don't know if we'd be so surprised if it was a team like Spartans or Edinburgh City doing it and East Cobride are just as good as these teams have shown it in the league so I mean I, I, actually I'm not surprised and uh, actually we've had this conversation already Johnny I think they'll win the next round the fourth round yeah. and then I think the real big money tie to think that East Cobride though um, and I'm kind of <laughs> It's a bit strange to think they could be in the fifth round of the Scottish Cup.
4: And it's a bit strange to think that there'll be favourites to be in that round as well. Um, it's Hutchie Vale or Huntley, isn't it, in the played next tonight. round?
0: I've played tonight. I think that game, uh, yeah. you'd expect Lothian Thistle I think so, yeah. uh, to, to beat uh, Huntley. You'd expect that. You
4: would expect them. There's an all sort of Lowland tie and uh, a massive, massive game potentially for the winner of that. Um, big money, big crowds and... Maybe even the potential of taking it to New Douglas Park. That's at Key Park as well, yeah. Well, the the fourth round games at Key yeah. Park. So, and the potential of, like you said earlier, yeah. with the with the tie against Denny they could take it over to, to New Douglas Park, which would bring in a lot of money for the club.
0: Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean that was a, a terrific win for, for East Bride. Two other games on Saturday. Johnny
4: coming back to you. Cove Rangers for Fort Martin one. <laughs> Um, two, that I was, two of the
0: top three teams in the Highland League
4: I have to apologise for my wrong, wrongly placing facts Because I said this game would be played at the same stadium The first one was played, but it wasn't It was played at Inveruri, right. rather than Fort Martin We don't usually apologise when we get things wrong <laughs> A bit like the sun, just let it go <laughs> under the carpet <laughs> but No, um, Cove, I think if there's any team that are going to challenge Motherwell from the Highland League Then that's the team, they're the form team in the country it has to be said 17 wins out of 18 16 out of 17 mm. 17 out of 18 I think it is so, yeah I think so and uh, got, well in, for Cove they've got a massive test in the Highland League next week they play Brora of course Brora are the champions of the last two years um, Cove's six points behind them with three games in hand so that'll be a big it's test biggie. of their uh, big test of their biggie. title credentials they um,
3: scored a terrific goal in this game I've kind of seen the highlights yeah that.
4: yeah um and I think Fisher was actually. I was watching the highlights, and Fisher said just before every goal, "Just watch this long ball coming." And I don't think we've seen one long ball coming. We the whole said, thing. I,
1: to be fair, to yeah, uh, to defend myself, um, we saw one goal which was like a long ball, and then the next one started from a guy like putting it up in the air, and it landed like right behind him So that's kind of why I said it. Oh, it, was, it was a windy I day. Was, it was tongue in cheek. Uh, I'm never serious. Never ever serious. Four
0: for were serious about business on Saturday though. They beat Queen's Park 2 1 with big Chris Templeman getting the winner. I mean, he was a handful in the first game that I saw at Hamden. And to be honest, we're not too surprised. Is he Forfar winning that one, Lewis?
3: No, uh, I had four for my coupon actually um, after you said <laughs> uh, that they'd win comfortably. And I know quite, quite a good price as well. So
0: um, so I'm getting coupons up for you and I kind of get one up for myself. Yep, that's well, actually, <laughs> the, the
3: coupon actually didn't come up. Uh, I think it was who put on there? I was bombing at the me. but um, yeah, English football, English football. Well, shocking. You you had to do it, and uh, when there was only a couple of games on in Scotland, I had to, I had to. I am afraid, but um, yeah, I mean, uh, Queen's Park will be will be disappointed, really, um, not to not to go through, but you know, I think it was almost a foregone conclusion after they they. They
4: didn't win the, the the tie at home. That there was probably a good chance that we're going to go be going out. Just remember, Gus McPherson forgot about the <laughs> yeah. the tie at home. We were at the press conference after the Sterling Albion game, and he um, had a question, and it was just a sort of stereotypical answer. He goes, "Oh, and it's on to the next one." But he's five next week, and the uh, the guy goes, "Cup next week." Uh, he's a bit embarrassed there, but um, <laughs> I'll go back to what you said earlier, actually, about the there being a little difference between the Lowland League and the. Um, the lower leagues in the SPFL yeah. um, when I was speaking to Craig Dargo on Friday and he's, I asked him he's obviously a man that's played in every tier well not, not the Lowland, the highland obviously every tier in the SPFL and he said there's not as much difference as people think, there's different ways to win in each league but the difference isn't as big as people believe it to be
0: mm, interesting words from uh, St Mirren Inverness, Inverness
4: Kilmarnock, Kilmarnock Rafe Rovers, Rafe Dumbarton Rovers,
0: legend legend. Um, So, Scottish Cup, fourth round, we have an almost complete draw, only the five teams now to be confirmed. We have Airdrionians against Dundee United, Dundee (coughs) Falkirk, Dunfermline Ross County, that could be a cracker in my opinion, that's actually one that's Mm gone quite under the radar at East End Park there. Uh, East Kilbride against TBC, Hearts against Aberdeen, um, Livingston against Morton. Uh, Motherwell Cove Rangers Wraith Rovers Hibs is, if that hadn't been played in the league four times this season we'll be looking at that one as a good one as well uh, but still obviously will be uh, TBC here at Ibrox as well St Johnson against Kelly as the second and oh, there's only two top flight all top flight fixtures if I'm right in saying so the other one obviously at Tynecastle. Castle uh, St Mirren against Partick Thistle is quite an interesting one as well and all Glasgow one we should see a decent crowd for that one Lewis
3: uh, I think definitely this will take a a, a big away fall, um, you're always going to find the, the kind of home team um, don't always bring as much as they usually would for a, for a league games, and I think that's kind of partly due to the fact season ticket. sea tickets. Yeah, yeah, season tickets aren't on uh, for, for kind of cup games.
0: Yeah, um, elsewhere you've got Stirling Albion against Inverness. That's quite a nice one as well. Tough for Inverness. I mean, I expect them to win that one, but the holders starting out at Old Fourth Bank. Um, Stranraer against Celtic, you then get TBC against Queen of the South, TBC against Forfar, and TBC against Hamilton. Um, um, got my go th- money on TBC to win the cup. To be <laughs> t- totally honest, I'm not 100% sure uh, who's
4: playing each of them. For more, um, Inverurie or Annan is against Hamilton, Hamilton yeah Forfar are away to. Who have who've, who've and Arallowagh got? Um, one of them must be Wick or Linlithgow Rose. And now
0: I think that is Queen of the South, but I could be wrong. Anyway, we'll never know. Um, we will we'll know one day, I'm sure, but Shocking those games knowledge. are to be played, yeah, I know. Uh, Arbroath against Cowden Beef and Hutchie Vale against Huntley, as we spoke about, are both tonight. The big prize, of course, from the Arbroath Cowden Beef game is yeah. a trip to Ibrox. Tuesday the 8th, that's tomorrow night. Dumbarton against Alloa. that's a first game. First try at that for those two. And the replay between Ananet and Varuri. Expect goals in that one. The first one finished four all. Uh, then on Wednesday, we've got Wick Academy against the Lithgow Rose. Um, do we think that one will go ahead then? I mean, it's a conversation we were having earlier. At what stage do they say, no offence to Wick Academy or Linlithgow Rose, look, it doesn't really matter. Neither are you going to win the cup.
4: <sighs> I don't think you can say that to a team, but it is getting a bit... It's getting farcical now. This is the fourth attempt they're having at it, and they're going to be. I mean, if that gets postponed, they get, they're going to be postponing another Highland League game. And are, are they getting compensated for this? Well in like they go, well, they must be Cause because this
0: will uh, cost them. Be for the integrity, they otherwise they called the game off on Friday night. I know yeah. that. Um, Obviously, Monday was the rescheduled.
4: And I'm sure they stayed up. I'm sure. I
0: yeah,
3: see I, I, I they stayed up other, there. That, that as well. Yeah.
0: Maybe they're still <laughs> up there, left go boys. They're never coming down. Well, hopefully, they, hopefully they do at some point. I mean, Wick's not the. I mean, you know better than me, Johnny. But I don't know if Wick's the nicest place to spend your Christmas, oh. is it?
4: Well, it's a, a long way north. I mean, you were saying earlier, are probably closer to the Faroe Islands than you are to than go mm. up there. Play it in Torshavn, that's what to do. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, so we did promise Alwyn and Barton fans a quick. Do you want to do this in a wee one or here a quick review of Saturday's game and a preview of Tuesday night's game, Johnny? Do you want to do that?
4: Yeah. Um, well, Saturday's game. Well, I think we all expected Aloha to win, actually. But I had a surprisingly, I now had a we're feeling. looking looking back at the table, and Aloha are uh, are miles behind Dumbarton, and we, see, we seem a bit silly, but there was just something that leapt out that Aloha would win that. But um, yeah. ridiculous conditions. Dumbarton scored a corner, and then poor defending to allow the second goal, but they'll be feeling a little bit more comfortable about themselves now. Especially uh, at home and on Tuesday night to Aloha. Well, you'd imagine they would. Go and complete the double header there. Well, I would anyway. I'd fancy them as well. Though we did back Aloha in the other game, so maybe <laughs> <laughs> we won't All correct this right. one. So Aloha will be in the fourth round then to play
0: Hamilton by the looks of things. Um, well, not to play Hamilton, because <laughs> that's inver- inver- in I'll just be quiet. <laughs> uh, so we've got this um, interesting topic that I was talking about earlier, and it'll just get a bit of discussion. We've got nine minutes left, <sighs> so let's just rattle through this. Um... And basically the, we're looking at the amalgamation of teams, it's a thing that always comes up, regional teams, you could have a, a Dundee team, could we have an Edinburgh team, could we have a Glasgow team? No chance. <laughs> uh, could you have a Highland team? If so, who would get in each of these teams? So do you want to start with a wee Tayside team then? So we've got Dundee United... Dundee and St Johnson are the three teams, of course, uh, comments made today by Roger Mitchell, um, of the, the former chief of the Scottish Premier League, as it used to be, admitting that Dundee and Dundee United were close to merging to form a new club in 1990, it would have been called Dundee United City Football Club. Thank God that never happened is all I can say, Dundee United City Football Club.
3: Sounds ridiculous. How many,
0: like, surely there should be, you can't have more than one, like what do you call it the end of the name like Dundee United you can't have Dundee United d- just City. call it Dundee
3: United because you need Dundee's name and then United as well I thought
0: Dundee City football club <laughs> would be a nice one <laughs> uh, anyway yeah. we'll, we'll, call our team, we'll call our team Tayside T- T- FC Tayside FC who's your Richard? keeper? Manus surely no Scott
3: Bain hmm. I'm going to go with Fisher this is going to be quite
0: do a
2: future
0: Scotland I'm keeper I'm going Scott Bain as well
4: yeah
3: I don't know I just, I just think Manus has been very consistent I don't know, maybe I the Scottish bias is coming out it's in you. Scott
0: no. Bain. Okay.
3: I'm, I'm convinced by you just saying the same <laughs> over and over again.
0: Right back, I'm going McGowan.
3: I would agree, although, do Choc- you play, Choc- McK- do you play McG- McKay there? Or? I was going to say McKay as well.
1: It. McGowan probably just gets in for me based on the fact that. Um, I
4: was going to say, does he get an on merit perhaps?
1: Unless you put McKay in the middle, which is what I think I was going to do anyway.
4: Are we talking uh, about this season or are we talking about We're talking about in general, Johnny. Okay, McGowan, I'd say then.
1: McGowan, yeah. Right,
4: I'll um, go McGowan
1: then if we're going in general. So,
0: for your centre-halves, I mean, I don't think you'll be picking any Dundee United players here, let's be honest. I Was would a, be
4: saying Sean Dillon's a good good shout. I think Sean Dillon's a, a cracking player. Mm-hmm. I, I yeah.
3: think, if, if we're not putting McKay in right back, I think we need to have him in the team. and I think he goes centre-back. I
0: and think you gonna, have to have McKay in the yeah, team. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you look at maybe someone like McPake... Extra to the Gooran
4: I don't know Big side there Yeah Doesn't so, like
0: McPeak We'll come back to that one Then we're sticking um in centre, centre, half. centre half Then Your left back I mean Holt's been a terrific player For Dundee this season He's, he's kind of He's maybe gone off the ball slightly As Dundee have also gone off the ball um, You look elsewhere Paul Dixon Paul Dixon I mean he's had a Scotland cap Plus, He's had he a Scotland has, cap Yeah then again, Stevie Crawford had a Scotland well, cap. Literally, just out to <laughs> Stevie Crawford as well. Poor Stevie Crawford, man. He just, his mum and dad were proud of him when he got a Scotland cap, and now he just vilified for it 10 years on. Um, don't know who else, would you, who else would you look at there?
1: Silence. I'd go Holt
0: personally
3: Yeah I'd probably go Holt as well I think you, Although he's kind of far to deceive this season I still think If we're just doing it based on who the best players I still wouldn't have him in that team
0: Alright so we'll, we'll just, play a, just play a flat 4 The old classic 4-4-2 four, 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 formation Aye um, None of this one striker up top crap um, The right mid So let's oh. go through the players you've got to have in your team then And we'll kind of fit it around that I think Wotherspoon's got Yeah I was going to say him for right wing
3: 100% Wotherspoon's guy got Liam Craig then. as well for me Liam Craig I know he's, uh, he was horrendous at
0: Hibernian, but he, he's, he's so much better Thompson. you've got to have
1: Greg
4: Stewart in there don't you, you have it to have Stuart Greg Stewart left
1: Wotherspoon right Craig and Thompson in the middle
4: leaving we'll out Murray Davidson here for St Johnson he's been a good he's been very I'd good I'd rather this have this Murray season.
1: Davidson on my team than Liam Craig but
4: yeah. I, th- I think
1: Harkins
0: as well is so a good oh, player in his day no. I don't know so, so we'll go Wotherspoon the right Greg Stewart on the left, Murray Davidson, centre
1: mid. And Thompson, maybe? I don't know.
4: Just abandoned under United here.
1: Well uh, they deserve it after this.
4: Would season Would you have spi-
0: Spittle in there
4: perhaps? Yeah, <sighs> I, I was
0: I
3: would suggest Spitlin. Dow's a good player, I've always rated. I know he kind only kinda shows up for the for the kind of bigger occasions, but I, I still I, I've always been a fan of Dow. I don't know. I dunno. I do know.
0: Yeah, um, and up front <laughs> we will put Ohio I mean, and the oh, 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 oh. I an old good. Perth eleven. I think, I mean, Johnny's made this point, point I think Johnny has to have Mackay in there.
4: Mm-hmm. Billy Mackay definitely. I mean, he's the he only, only player. He only scores for... penalties, though oh, he doesn't only score <laughs> penalties. A ridiculous statement there. <laughs> but um, oh, I, can't see past Billy Mackay He's scored goals wherever he's been, and even with Dundee United, possibly that he's the only player scoring, and he's still, he's still banging them in, even when nobody else is for Dundee United. So I definitely have him there.
3: I would, I will say this. I think I'd have him ahead of any Dundee player, which kind of sounds ridiculous because Dundee, for me anyway, I think for all you guys, the kind of attacking options or they're, they're attacking anyway. That's kind of best part of the team, really. Um, but I don't know. I still have uh, for me either McKay and um, uh, uh, O'Halloran or McLean. Uh, uh, or sorry, M- McLean and O'Halloran or McLean and McKay. What I would do is McLean I'd have
0: Watherspoon in the middle, I'd have O'Halloran wide right. Mm. I'd have Stuart wide left. and I'd have Davidson in with Wotherspoon in the middle, and then up top I would have Rory Loy and Kane Hemings. Have we sorted out the centre back pair? As a new yeah. yeah. so Centre forward. <laughs> team, oh. Team's in tatters here. Um, in tatters. <laughs> so, so up front, let's let's get a consensus. I'm I'm going Loy and, and Hemmings. Lewis,
3: um, McLean, and
1: I'll go with Mackay as well. Jeez, oh. McLean and Mackay. Pressures. Uh, out of those two options... No, just in general who you would have. I'd have O'Halloran in there. Right. right if we're pushing him back into midfield, then I'll go Loy and Hemmings as well. Oh, no. You had to do that, didn't you? Rock, paper, scissors now. So we're ending up with Kane and what? your head up top
0: <laughs> or something. Um, aye. Uh, what we'll do, I'll give... I'll give we'll, do you want to go halfers then? Right, we'll, we'll have If have you McLean. had to pick one. We'll, we'll have take McLean Mc- then. he McLean over I Mackay. Yeah. Hemmings. Hemmings. Connor's going to be raging so we'll go Hemmins and McLean up top uh, we're midfield of Wotherspoon da- Davidson, Thompson Stewart but you need wow. O'Halloran in there so we move Wotherspoon we into the middle it? with instead of Thompson and I've got O'Halloran yeah, yeah, out yeah. there yeah that's a shame Witherspoon, Um and uh, O'Halloran and then for the centre halves, it's a pity Jaroslav Arf- Fahout's gone gone back to his native Poland because he'd be in pick? there that,
3: do we need do we need him in the team? I mean, you're Uh-oh. not, you're
0: definitely, let's rule out, let's rule out, um, David, uh, Donaldson, sorry, uh, and, uh, what's his name, for uh, Queen of the South last year, Dunning. Yeah, yeah. Let's rule well, those two yeah. out, cause they, they are getting nowhere near it. Well, especially Dunning, I mean, he's... He's had a bit I of a nightmare. Um,
4: are we ruling out Sean Dillon as well?
3: Yes. Is it between Sean Dillon and McPeek?
4: I think this team's better going forward than it is going backwards <laughs> my, my worry
0: is if you put Mackay in he's naturally a full back and you've got Dylan who's a full back as well, yeah. do you have a natural centre back in that team I'd take McPake over Dylan
1: if that's what we're left with uh. it's
0: a tough one um, I mean you look at St Johnson, with any players for that St Johnson rear guard get into your team that you'd look at
4: yeah. Like you talk about Shaughnessy but then again he was, was also a full back yeah. Yeah. he's been transformed into a centre back as well so if you're wanting a natural centre back then he's probably not your man it's a
0: pity Michael but he's not still kicking bit. <laughs> he was your boy back in the day wasn't he I mean he was Julie he Morris as well I mean how did those two players we're going off topic how did those two players ever end up in Scottish football Michael Duber he was playing with it was to
3: do with McInnes, was it not kind of contacts or something not I don't know
0: mm. <laughs> we've we'll still got this wee elephant in the room we'll yeah. boys and we've still not sort of like a set and a half pairing I can see like I can feel folk shouting at the telly at the moment just saying oh you've forgotten about so and so or shouting I mean <laughs> we're on the telly now I hope so um, Tam Scobie Oh no, no! I'm sorry. I can't have him on my team. It's um, <laughs> an outrage. I think comment. if you ask
3: any St Johnston fan, who the kind of weak link is in the team, they would maybe say Tom Scott. Players
0: we've forgotten about. What about Brian Easton at left back?
3: He's more said to be right back, but is he? Yeah, I'd say so. I mean, he played that when he was at Hamlin.
0: Hmm. Right, stick a name in there. I'm going with go Sean Dillon I am sticking with Sean Dillon <laughs> right Sean Dillon will go then I'll He's go a, I'll go, right, I'll be, I'll just go with right. so we've got uh, Bane and Nets that's one for Dundee who wants to keep Tally here um, Lewis you keep Tally the Dundee Johnny you're St Johnson and you're Dundee United because I know you love that Fisher sure. um, Bane uh, so it's, b- it's got Bane and Nets for us from Dundee we've got a back four of McGowan from Dundee United a centre half pairing of Mackay from St Johnson and Sean John Dillon from Dundee United And Holt at left back from Dundee, of course. Uh, Midfield four. On the right, we have O'Halloran in the midfield. It's quite a St. Johnson-oriented midfield. Um, Davidson and Wotherspoon in the middle. And then Greg Stewart on the left. Of course, uh, up top, we have Kane Hemmings from Dundee and also McLean from St. Johnson. Now, I have a feeling the St. Johnson team... St. Johnson seems
4: to have won it. So we've got five. We've got five yeah, of St Johnson.
0: Four from Dundee. Must so be two. <laughs> <in the> United. <laughs> United, you had the easy job. Is that a fair comparison of where those teams lie at the moment? St Johnson and, and Dundee, uh, the two best teams? But I'd say St Johnson are still far and away better than Dundee, so maybe not. I don't know. Maybe six St By player Dundee. for player, are they? Would you say that? I mean, you look at, like, say, Kane. I mean, for me, Hemings, Loy <coughs> and Stewart are all getting in that.
3: Well, I suppose one of the kind of. The things about St Johnson is as a team, they're fantastic. Maybe they don't have a lot of individual uh, hmm. players. Maybe and that's maybe different from Dundee, who seem to have quite a lot of individual uh, players there. Guys like, you know, McGowan, uh spy, nice. um why you know, Stuart, Harkins, Thompson, you know, big personalities, McPake, you know. Hmm.
0: should we do one more then?
4: Where are we gonna go?
0: We're going to go up to the Highlands, Johnny. And oh, we're going to have of course a wee, we are. We're a a going to have a wee, um, Stuart
4: Knight, Forest
0: Mechanics, and Stuart goals. Night <laughs> nighting goals, yeah. He's my pick. yeah. Sadly, Forest Mechanics didn't make the cut, and instead oh. it is Ross County. <laughs> it's Aberdeen, Ross County, and Inverness. Those Ooh, three Aberdeen teams. Put in, I think I think Aberdeen are probably going to make up the majority of this team, yeah. but I'm interested to see how many. And this is just for the record: players that are playing with Inverness at the moment. That's Ryan Christie included. Um, so, while we look at this, uh, your goalkeeper, I'm Ward. assuming yeah, it would be Ward. Ward yeah, there's Ward. there's no real kind of arguments about that. Um, who would you look at for right back? I mean, I know Shea Logan be your choice, guys. I think so. Yeah, I'd still
1: I'd go with Logan. Logan. I would say Shea Logan. Uh, so, we're all in agreement with Shea Logan, then? Yeah, it
0: looks but like it. David Raven's uh, floated a, about a bit. Uh, he's not really getting his game anymore, though, for, for Inverness. Um so I mean maybe maybe a year ago. Or a guy even with Josh McKinson. Maybe,
3: yeah, maybe I think
0: not, it's not a mash out. Um, I mean you have Reynolds in there, I think. Um so centre half you'd have Reynolds, Reynolds, I Reynolds I mean big Andrew Davies for Ross County's been a revelation there. It's been an absolute revelation. He'd been my probably my team of the, the season so far, I think he's been excellent. Uh, we said when he signed he had a, a big Pedigree to come in straight in as our captain. The Englishman, he's, he's been terrific. I'd, I think you'd have to have him in there alongside Reynolds,
4: yeah, Meekings,
0: mm. and then probably Reynolds. Um, I don't, know, I don't,
3: I don't I, I definitely, I still have Meekings. I think I,
1: a, I like Meekings as well, but I'd have to go with Davies and Reynolds.
0: I mean, I don't think you'd have anyone else for Aberdeen at the back there, would you? A left back, don't no, you'd like have centre back. Okay, <laughs> um, well,
3: you're so we're not at- Ash Taylor or anyone like that. You
0: know. No, I'm
4: not a big supporter of Ash Taylor myself. <laughs> Ash Taylor's been a bit rubbish. Uh, he's a bit. Nice of a wee flick for
0: one of the goals on Saturday. Though a nice wee bit of football for the boy. Maybe we could have him up further up the park. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I think, for a defensive point of view, he's a bit of a. <laughs> a uh, he's not been defender. great,
1: especially since Aberdeen went on their kind of slide.
4: Unreliable mm. is a word I'd use to describe him. Considine probably wouldn't no, not ahead of Reynolds like Quinn maybe well he's been better he's than Taylor in defence
3: but I still don't would I have, you wouldn't have him ahead of Meekings or Davis no, I don't think so don't
0: think so you would have someone like going back to the right back someone like Marcus Fraser
3: yeah I was going to say about actually yeah maybe I
0: mean um, I, I'd, I'd argue maybe he's had a better season than Logan I know we're going on the players and yeah. maybe you'd probably still have Logan ahead of him but uh, <coughs> someone like that maybe
1: I'd probably still have Wogan ahead. I mean, if you're going just, just and yeah. on strictly on playability, then I think you have to go. Shea Logan at right back.
0: Ricky Foster. No, <laughs> no. Right, that was a no. no. Then
1: that's a no. We'll leave that. When they left back, you go.
0: Shinny. Are you uh, having Shinny. Shinny at left back, or are you having yeah. him in holding mid? I think we'll be. No, I think left. we'll have loads of options up front. I'm assuming. So we'll, we'll keep Shinny at left back. Okay. For now, anyway, that might change later on. Uh, we'll go for the same four four two. On the right wing, I mean. I think we'll do the same thing. I think you have to have Johnny Hayes in there. You have so to have Neil you.
4: McGinn in there. Yep. So we have a centric midfield: Kenny McLean, Kenny McCoy, Ryan, McCoy. Jack. Ryan Jack. <laughs> it's pretty much got to be, isn't it?
0: But at Inverness, Ryan Christie. Got Ryan Christie's surely got to be in there. Nah. Yeah,
1: he's, I mean he's playing at Celtic. Unless you're putting McGinn in the middle and you're maybe taking out.
4: Who do you? Have like Ryan players. Jack.
0: I would have a midfield of. You'd have Christie in the middle with Kenny McLean. Um, and then, who else Who else did we say, sorry? We'd have uh, McGinnon, and McGinnon and the the, oh, yeah, on the left, or McGinn on the right and Hayes on the left. For me, the, the key person that I'd field is Ryan Jack. Yeah,
1: I would have Ryan Jack. I would Jack. have him ahead of McLean. I'd have Ryan Jack instead of Kenny McLean. But i
3: also really? have McLean ahead of Christie, so... Christie's
1: been overruled. I
3: well, well, suppose if we're basing it on kind of all the players on paper, then you might have Christie, I'm not sure.
0: So you're going, you're going McGinn, you're going Hayes... Do you go one striker and put Ryan Christian? Maybe yeah. Ryan Christian in the midfield and Kenny McLean behind a striker. Or oh,
4: we're yeah. so changing the formation here. We're, we're breaking the rules to a 4 5 1. <sighs> I mean, whatever does the
0: job, whatever gets the three points at the end of the day. A player like Tony Dingwall for me is such an underrated player. Whether he's getting into that team. He's not getting into that team, no. But I
3: agree with you. I mean, he's, he's had a few really, really good performances in the last couple of weeks. Uh,
0: Jack Snervin as well. Hmm. I think what we're going to learn here is there are actually Christ more good players in Scottish football than we realise So what are we going guys, we're going McGinn on the right, Jack, McLean on the le- uh, and then the left we've got Hayes and then maybe Ryan Christie behind Adam, Adam Rooney Liam Boyce yeah, it's, got to be Rooney. 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 it's got to be Rooney. If we're
1: judging on just the player, then I think it should be Rooney. If we were yeah. doing it on form and this season, however, I'd maybe, there's more of a case for Boyce, I think. But I would still say Rooney Even someone like Miles States.
0: Story that's scoring at the moment for fun <laughs> for Inverness. Nah, no, it's 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 Adam Rooney. It's still
4: one. Adam Rooney.
1: So
0: we've got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, <laughs> 8,
4: 9
0: <laughs> Aberdeen players. One from Ross County, it's Davies, and one from
4: Inverness, that's Ryan Christie. So uh, I
1: honestly think that's fair just based on
4: perhaps so we've got two players that are from the actual highlands in a highland team yeah <laughs> exactly and nine Aberdeenshire players that's like the Highland League Johnny yeah. <laughs> yeah true
0: yeah anyway send us your teams uh, we'll go through a couple more on Monday we'll deal with the real contentious ones in Edinburgh and Glasgow on Monday the Borders that team be <laughs> that'll be fun the Borders team was Annan Anand Queens, Queen of the
4: South Annan Berwick we get, Cri- we get Chris Doolan up front for the for the Glasgow team. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. We'll be back in Monday to do that. Send us in your thoughts on our Perth side. Not Perth side, sorry. Our just Tayside. seems that way. Tayside side uh, and our our what we call it. Highland slash Aberdeen. North team. of Scotland, 11. North of Scotland, ah, 11. There's our boy. We'll do an Edinburgh and Glasgow. Send us your thoughts ahead of all those ones to the Twitter. That is at Burst Ball Fitber. We're available on Facebook as well. That's the Burst Ball Scottish Football Podcast. We should do a Falkirk team and just include all these Stirling's players, shouldn't we? <laughs> <laughs> that would stir. That would Stirling Albion. That would put Falkirk. a Five team and include Falkirk. That always <laughs> annoys I don't know if any Falkirk players are getting that Fife team at the moment, the way Wraith and Dunfermline are playing. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, thank you very much for listening. We'll be back on Friday We're all about the hospital on Friday ready to go with the podcast back in the studio um, We'll hopefully hear from you then uh, as I say, send us in your your thoughts and our teams to the Twitter and Facebook and look out for the podcast on Friday. Have a good week and we'll speak to you later.